Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks the answer to the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. This is both in our lives and the world in general. My name is Daryl and I'm here with my wife Karen. Hello. Hello, governor. And how are you? I'm not the governor. Not? <laughs> Why do they say that? I'm the governor's son. <laughs> I won't say the rest of that. No, I'm the governor's son. I'm the governor's That's son. a good book. We should read that again. <laughs> it's the only book I really ever read all the way through in high school. Really? And if you know what book that is out there, we have a free gift of nothing for you. <laughs> An ESV study Bible. The ESV no. study Bible. Well, oh. I got to give you a bigger clue than that. Holden Caulfield is the. <laughs> did I give it away? Well, did, did I give it away? I think so. He was put upon by Who's society. Put upon. So how was your weekend? We're recording here on Monday evening. Right. It was a filled weekend. It was filled. Full of church stuff. Mm-hmm church goings on and i had some i had a friends get together with my friends my childhood friends and all their kids and you know did the whole fall thing you know apple picking pumpkin picking hay rides Hmm. all that good stuff so we got that in which i can't believe we actually managed to accomplish that pretty easily because usually it's hard to pin down a date pin down a date that everyone can make it so mm. yeah that's cool and friday night we had round two with the uh, with our mormon oh, friends. right yeah <laughs> and they had a new guy come because they moved one of the other guys to new, new york. york so they had a, a new guy but the original guy that contacted me was still there it was good, you know, basically we talked about similar stuff, and they explained a little bit more about what they believe happens after you die, which was interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get all into that yeah. in this podcast. It's maybe quite it, involved. Yeah. Maybe, it's quite a system. Maybe we'll have a, a follow-up podcast on our meeting with, with the Mormons. We have no set date now for another meeting with them, but I am still in contact with them on Facebook, so I sent them a video. They sent me something. Yeah, just going to send too. each other stuff for a while. So it's cool. Cool. And then what else? Oh, we had a missionary in from our church, somebody we partner with when we do a mission trip to Ecuador, uh, Pastor Jairo. And uh, he spoke this uh, this past yesterday, Sunday. This past yesterday. This past yesterday at our church. And he, he, it was a great. He was uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Basically talking about all of us, calling us all out to share yeah. the gospel. You know, he cause, gave us a good kick in the pants. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, because basically he says, like, you know, in their churches down in Ecuador, they have a lot of people who go to church and don't really share the gospel. And then he says to us, are your churches like that here? He's like, I don't know if you have that problem here. I'm like, gee. (laughs) I think think we do. I think we do. Yeah. Uh, But he challenged us with 2 Corinthians uh, 5, I think chapter 5, where where it speaks about, and everybody knows this verse, that we, when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. But the rest of that passage goes into that now we are given the ministry of reconciliation and we are ambassadors of Christ. So everybody's comfortable with being new creations. 
Yeah, it's like everyone wants to receive that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're made new so we can go be ambassadors and be have the ministry of reconciliation, and that's through the preaching of the word and, and telling people how we became new creations and how they can be too. You have to read the next verse. Yeah. <laughs> context. Or keep going. Context. Yeah. Context, context, It always context. comes back to context. <laughs> yeah. And I actually started re, uh, listening to an uh, audio book, uh, Francis Chan's new book, uh, Letters to the Church. Oh, it's, I have to check that it's out. It's pretty good. I'm halfway through it. I started it today. Has, hmm. But I'll send it to you uh, when I'm done. I got like three books going on. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the ones I listen to, and then I have one I read before bed. And then. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, because actually, like when me and Rue are in the car, I often tell her about like what I'm learning in the books. You know? That's good. She's like, and, and a lot of times she's like, oh, tell me more about that. You know, it's funny. So whatever I can grab out of them and, and yeah. share with her. But yeah, now I have to read that one. Actually, it's, I have. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure we all have a long list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll do a, a couple book review episodes. On, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, maybe I'll read that one. We can review that one. Yeah. Because recently we've been reading all different stuff. But. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of sharing with, with Rue what you're learning, uh, what are we even doing here today, Karen? <laughs> well, actually, I thought we would talk about um, Kirk Cameron's, Kurt's Cameron's latest documentary, I guess it is, yeah, called Connect. Connect. <laughs> right? That name's all over the place. <laughs> I know. That word just keeps coming up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I checked it out uh, last week, and then um, mm-hmm. I was telling Daryl about it. I just kind of came across it. Um, and yeah, we um, we have a soft spot for Kirk, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, like, I've watched, you know, a lot of Christian movies now, and, and at the beginning, I, um, I was like, man, these are so cheesy. Like, <laughs> although they've gotten better, but... Now, like a part of me craves that, like the cheesiness. The che- yeah, like a part of me like likes that now. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like it just feels like the wholesomeness. Just it's like refreshing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like who cares? And and honestly, like the movies now are less and less cheesy. They're actually getting better and yeah. better. Um, well, better production into it too, and then they can yeah. hire more seasoned actors, right? That are they can yeah. be Christian. They might not be Christian, but and you know what? Um, God can use bad acting too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. You don't have to be the best of the mm-hmm. best to to relay a message. Right. You know. So anyway, but I, not that I, I'm not saying this documentary was cheesy. I think there was a lot of good stuff yeah, in it. That was good. Um, the one part though when he was like. He was like the warrior kind of guy. Uh, that was cool. And I, I saw that clip I was before. Like, I think you saw it too, right? On Facebook last year, that clip was going around. Oh, was it? Yeah. And remember you oh. said, oh, I couldn't believe that was Kirk That's Cameron. Kirk Cameron, yeah. <laughs> and we were cracking up when it was like, well, if you watch it, you'll know what we're talking about. But, the, you know, there's that clip with him as like Mr. Warrior, dad, whatever. And then, um, then it's goes back to him in the car and he's like, all right, maybe that was a little far-fetched, but that's how I feel. Like, we're just... <laughs> and we were just laughing because it's mm-hmm. true. Like you probably just feel like, you know, yes, especially as, as a father, you feel you, you got to protect your family. Yeah. And you know, 
our war isn't always against the flesh. You know, as as the scripture says, we battle against powers and principalities. You know, against you know forces in mm-hmm. the heavenlies. Right. There's you know. the spiritual world, mm-hmm. the the world world, yeah. <laughs> our reality yeah. right now, mm-hmm. and then, as Kirk said, now we have this technology world. Um, but it's funny that you bring up war because actually I was thinking about that today and actually that was one of the things i was talking to rue about in the car because mm-hmm. in, in um john piper's book don't waste your life i feel like i'm always bringing up that book <laughs> uh, <Johnny> Piper. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll get to actually meet him at because he's oh, gonna be at, at the, the g3 G3? conference yeah that'll be cool that would be cool i heard he's um, like 10 feet tall really like a legend no oh. <laughs> he's really tall <laughs> john piper's a giant but he, he and... looks so little he can fly, um, and he's made of steel. He kind of looks like the BFG, actually. <laughs> now he looks more like Larry David. Or Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Larry David. Well, I guess how I pictured the BFG in my head when I read that book as a young person. You pictured because... John Piper? That's weird. <laughs> you didn't even know, didn't even know what it looked like. <laughs> and then when I saw John, I was like, wait. That's the, wait, that's the guy. I've seen you in my imagination. <laughs> But anyway, in his book, he talks about being in a wartime um, mentality, mm-hmm. even when you're not. And, you know, I think that's a good way to look at it, even though, you know, we're not, you might not necessarily be in a war directly. Um, right. There's always a war going on. Um, mm-hmm. And and he was relating that to materialism and stuff like that, too. So not to get too far mm-hmm. into that, but. Um, maybe for another time, but you just reminded me of that. Yeah. Here I go down a bunny trail. Down the bunny trail. So. (laughs) Oh, that's, and that reminds me of some other bunny trail because we were reading about, uh, Passover this morning because that's just, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever the devotion we came upon in our ESV Mm -hmm. (laughs) family study Bible. (laughs) You're like standard family study. Rue's like, how did the Easter bunny come out of all of this? (laughs) And I was like, I have no idea, but I should probably. Yeah, it's probably. Maybe I could look that up. Yeah. I, I, I think really I don't know. I read about it a few years ago when I was like in that fundamentalist. No, we can't do Easter. We can't do Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, it's all wrong. Yeah. We can't do. <laughs> but, can't it, you know, Easter Bunny. at least she understands like this is not why we're, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, but you can still enjoy a cabaret cream egg. I mean, hey. Oh yeah. Well, she can't. That's. But... Oh. <laughs> She's allergic. I can. Well, we can. But we we don't indulge in our favorite. My favorite Easter candy was oh, the uh, peanut butter. Oh, the peanut butter egg. Oh. Yeah. We're talking about Easter. It's not even Christmas uh. yet. We're <laughs> where the Easter Bunny come from? <laughs> but anyway. So uh, Kirk Cameron's documentary. Let's get back mm-hmm. to that. Reel yeah. it in. Reel it in. Um. So yeah, it's actually it was all about technology and how kind of blindsided we are by it, right? As parents, mm-hmm. specifically, um, that's what his main focus was really, you know, parenting kids in this technology world. Yeah, that's something that I never thought about, right? Because, like, and you know, I'm being very convicted lately because I am on Facebook a lot and. You know, I always have my phone in my hand, and I'm trying not to. And when we're watching that, I like had the phone on my at this like on the couch next to me, but I did not check it at all. I was like, no, 
that would totally be pointless or like i'd waste the meaning of watching this but yeah i do i have some issues with it and i, I gotta deal with it and and I, I, my phone's in front of me right now, but I have the scriptures pulled up that I want to reference. That's, that's what I keep looking up. You're loud. Uh, no. But uh, so technology is good. But but what stuck out to me was is we didn't grow up in an era with this technology, right? It was just coming about. And it's like, yeah, we, it, wasn't you know, that the, long the ago? The internet was kind of, I guess, in our last years of high school. You know, I didn't have mm-hmm. a computer in my house till probably sophomore or junior year of college. So I didn't even have that, I, you know didn't know what the internet i knew what the internet was but i had to go to the library yeah you know, remember have, internet cafes yeah yeah oh my gosh internet cafes because a lot of people didn't have computer computers back then nobody really had nobody had smartphones it was Those flip phones or no it was the nokia like little block yeah. phone and I, I had one of them but but now you know if i grew up in that era it would be different and just the whole way like chemically and they interviewed a uh, brain surgeon neuro uh, neuro scientist mm-hmm. and just about how your your brain develops and if you're yeah. al- always seeking the stimulus and you're growing up in the instant gratification age then it's going to be different where we didn't grow up with that now we have it and we're kind of dealing with it personally in different ways that's all they know you know you know eleanor doesn't have her own phone rue eleanor it's weird I call her that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she doesn't have her, her own phone, but she, you know, has access to our tablets. She has, she does have an iPad, so she has access to YouTube mm-hmm. and, and, the, and those things. She doesn't have any social media accounts, really. Does she have Snapchat? Does she have a, I don't know. Uh, uh, she'll just use, if I have the account, right. she'll just use mine. Right, so she doesn't have her own account. Yeah. So... She's kind of limited in that way, but it's sure one day will allow that to happen. But yeah. then she's 21 and moved out it's of kinda... house. But... <laughs> well, that neuroscientist said that your frontal lobe doesn't develop, develop until so like, like mid-20s or something. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. No so... wonder we were so stupid in our... <laughs> right. Like, man, if I had if I had this technology back then, man. I, I, oh, my I, gosh. Yeah. It'd be crazy. But, yeah, that's, you know, something to think about as as we're raising kids is they're in this age where they they get what they want you know if not immediately yeah so it might not be like a physical need but they'll they'll have that mental need met you know with gratification of of friends or of being able to access a show you know like we had vcrs that was our technology <laughs> if, if we had something going on that night we'd record you know roseanne or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and you'd watch it later and there was none of this, you know, uh, Netflix or anything like that. I remember I used to watch that show. It was called Rags to Riches. Yeah. And it was a musical show. Like, they did, like, covers of, of real songs. But hmm. they, um, um, but anyway, I used to put my tape recorder next to the TV speaker. And I'd, every time a song came on, I would record the song so I could listen to it later. <laughs> oh. I remember, did you ever, like wait for a song to come on the radio with like the tape yeah, in there. And yeah. like, kids mm-hmm. will never know the struggle. Oh my gosh. It was such a hassle. And I think even with, I've become more impatient because of technology too. It's not just the kids, you know? So if I had to go through all that trouble now, like I probably wouldn't bother. Right. <laughs> wouldn't make any mixtapes now. No, forget that. Yeah. <laughs> 
to make a tape, but, but I would use like different CDs and like make the tape because I didn't have a CD player in the car. Yeah. So you have the tape player in the car. And remember, well, I do have a tape player in my car. I have a cassette. Oh yeah, that's probably the last. And I car will use it like sometimes. Player. Yeah. Sometimes I'll put a tape in, but to find a song on it, it's like I've forgotten how to. There is like a fast forward, and but I mm -hmm. can't. I can't seem to ever find the other side of it. <laughs> right. And, that, and when like, that came out, that was an advanced technology too, to where your tape can advance to the next track yeah. and stop. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to just fast forward, listen, fast forward, listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what were some other takeaways that you, or you have like a little outline there if you want to go through? Or... Well, I mean, I guess it's just kind of like we we're talking about, like the the main thing is, is it good or is it bad? And it's both, you mm -hmm. know, it's, I, I go through phases where I'm like, that could tell you, I'm like, I'm getting off Facebook. I'm getting off. Like, I want to just erase myself from all social media because I'm thinking it's bad. Mm. And then he always kind of brings me down and he's like, you know what? If you're using it for good, it can be good. You right. know, it's, and, um, it, in and of itself, it's neutral. It's, right. it's amoral, is that what you would yeah, say? Yeah, you're right. So it could be it's, used for bad or it's good. How it's how people like, are using yeah, it. Yeah, it's like anything. Anything mm -hmm. could be used for bad or good. You know, a knife could be used to cut food or it could be used to stab someone. Right. Like, and food could be bad if you eat too much right. of it. Like, mm -hmm. or if you're allergic to it. Yeah. So I, I try to use, personally, technology to share the gospel. But then I get caught up in scrolling through and seeing... <laughs> You know, yeah. other things, but I'm usually looking for things that I can post, that I can read, that I can learn from. Mm -hmm. But I can, I should also not use so much of my time to do that and actually read the scriptures, pray, and you know, be in my studies, my personal studies more. Right, and be so, with people more. Right, be with people more. That's my mission this year, like just mm -hmm. to be with people more. And I think as ra raising kids, when they see that, that we're not always attached to the phone and. Again, I got to work on that. But, yeah. Like that we're engaged with each other and, and being a family. And then when we're out with other extended family or friends for, you know, not on our phone all the time, then they can see that and they can model that behavior as well. So they're not always hanging with their friends and on the phone. Because you see that a lot with teenagers right. or kids that are always playing video games. And Yeah. If you're at a family member's house and you're having dinner, I mean, there's no reason... To pull out your phone and check something like what is so mm -hmm. important you mm -hmm. know and we've all done that and you know even our daughter kind of checks us sometimes you know right. she'll be like because i try to leave it in the other room when we're doing homeschool and i do use my ipad during homeschool because i've set up a digital a digital planner on it so i can you know write down everything we're doing it's kind of like my lesson planner but it's digital, so I don't have to, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> it just makes it easier. Um, so we do use that, and she, I, I let her use my iPad, too. Sometimes she'll she'll write on it, and she does her spelling test directly on it, so I can just keep <laughs> them on there. But, um, you know, and sometimes we'll look up stuff with it. Um, but sometimes my phone is there because maybe I'm waiting for a call or, for some reason, those morning hours, like between seven and nine, like seem to be the time, like my women friends will reach out to me for prayer or, or whatever. Um, 
And so I'm like, I, I feel like I need to answer them as soon as they text me. But right. really, I don't like, I'm sure they know that I haven't fallen off the face of the earth. I think that's the other thing, like, like worrying about what people think if you're not attentive to them. Wait, wait a minute. So why does it take you so long to reply to me sometimes? But, but, but you're like, oh, no, my girlfriends, they, they, I, I got it. My sisters in Christ need to know I'm there for them. But I'll text you something and like an hour later, like, oh, yeah. Well, those, those are probably the times I left my phone in the other room. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. But then like, even if I do text them back, like, I even feel bad. So I'm not like, I'll, I'll be teaching a piano lesson and someone will text me. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I was teaching a piano. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. But although sometimes yeah. I send them a text or a video of my student playing a song for them. So <laughs> that's cool. I'm like, I'm at a lesson. And, you know, mm -hmm. with their permission, of course. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I think, it, and it's kind of like that article you just posted on Facebook about kids and church attendance and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. it's along those same lines is if you value church, if you value being there, mm -hmm. and if you value relationships, you know, you need to do it yourself. Whatever you want your kids to value, they need to see you valuing. Right. You know? Yeah, and that, that doesn't mean they will, but in the well, long run, but yeah, it's a good chance they will. Because, I mean... yeah. You're who they're with, we're who's, you know, Rue is with majority of the time. So mm -hmm. we need to be good role models and confess when we mess up. Like, look, you know, you know, she knows I need to be off my phone more. So yeah, no, she's <laughs> always saying, her. yeah. Uh, but, and, and that, another takeaway I got from the documentary was, is, you know, Kirk Cameron, very Christ focused, very God focused. And the the one uh, doctor he was talking to, not the brain surgeon, but she was more like a psychiatrist or psychologist. She wrote a book called Screens and Teens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, something like that. But you can tell she's a, you know, um, God-centered as well, you know, comes from a Christian perspective. And that's what she said. We have to, if as parents, we model that God is first in our lives. Then they'll see that. If they, they need to see us praying, they need to see us in the word they need to see us when we're, we're driving to church not griping about you know things that are going mm -hmm. on at church or anything like that but just being happy that we're going to be with god's people and i think we model that fairly well yeah i'm not patting myself on the back because there's yeah, always but... improvement um, right but and we can always get better at that but that's that's the thing is our phone first even though i'm using it I say for the, you know, the glory of God, but still I'm overusing it. I don't want to yeah. abuse that excuse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah but it, that, and that's the, the whole key is, is, is God first in our lives and then model that for our children. Yeah, because I think, I mean, she outlined five lies that children believe in today's world. And um, one of them is that the world revolves around me, you know? Mm. And I think I see that in adults too, because if you believe that as a child, you kind of grow up believing that. And I certainly believe that up until a few years ago, probably, you know, right. up until I was a Christian probably, because, you know, you go through life 
And if you don't like your job, and if you don't like your family, if you don't like your spouse, if you don't the like world, your church, <laughs> if you don't like, yeah, the world tells you, well, just keep searching until you're happy, mm-hmm. until you know you deserve that person that's going to make you happy. You deserve that job that's going to make you happy. You right. deserve that, you know. And that's you know part of our story too. You know, we we I know we always talk about like we almost got divorced, but um, even if we stayed together and we didn't find Christ, we would still be living that selfish, like, you know, he needs to make me happy. Mm -hmm. She needs to make me happy. Mm -hmm. And your, your friends that are in the world are going to tell you the same thing. Well, if he's not making you happy, then get out of there, you know? Right. And that's how kids feel. They're like, well, I'm not happy if I don't get to watch this movie right this minute, or I'm not happy. And then, parents aren't happy because they're being bothered by their children who want it now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it, it gives them a break by just appeasing their kids, you know, by just letting them have that thing they want. I think I'm guilty of this when it comes to food because (laughs) (laughs) not even technology, but like, you know how daughter is like, she wants a snack like constantly. She loves to eat. Like, I mean, I like my snacks too. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, we need a snack. She'll eat breakfast before we even start school. And then as soon as we start school, she wants a snack. And then like an hour later, she wants a snack. And Mm -hmm. like most of the time I give her a snack because sometimes I want one too. But I mean, that's another discipline. I'm like, you know, we should try to like, just, you know, have our meals and maybe, you know, a little snack at this time and this time. But, you know, that's another form of instant gratification you know, that we could probably work on too, but. Yeah. As long as they're healthy snacks, sometimes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't see it's anything actually... wrong with that. <laughs> but yeah. What was some of the other lies? It was like, the world revolves around me. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to be happy and the world revolves around me. Right. Um. And then I'm at the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you need, you need to put God in the center of that. So they need to see their parents right. seeking the word for wisdom, seeking God for wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because we're just human. We don't have all the answers. Right. But if they see how you go about finding answers, then they know how to find answers themselves too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... You know, that whole thing with uh, the world not revolving around us, you know, uh, it reminds me of in Philippians. I'm going to find it here. Yeah. uh, So Philippians 1, let each of you, uh, sorry, Philippians 2, starting in verse 4, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as things to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that in every name Jesus, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So what Paul is writing there is that we need to humble ourselves. We need to uh, 
put others before ourselves. And that's something we have to model for our children so they can have that same interest to, to have interests of others first before themselves. Right. So love God and mm-hmm. love your neighbor. Right. Then yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And then that's the, the other aspect, you know, real relationships, not just, okay. So social media, right. Unless what were you going to say something right before that? No. So social media in itself is scary when your, your kid is not fully developed mentally mm-hmm. and it only takes one wrong thing, one right. wrong, one wrong friend request or post to send things down the wrong path. Um, I've had friends that have run into huge problems with, you know, predators online. Um, and then, you know, not only friends of mine, but, you know, you see it in the media all the time. And that was part of the documentary, too. There was a man who, um, you know, got into a situation like that with his son. And he he hunted this guy down, man. <laughs> he yeah, was he was the warrior, him. yeah. Um, and that's so scary, you know, because mm-hmm. that just leads to all kinds of things. Yeah, the 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 child predator had all these like fake accounts set up, at, basically as a trap, to get to the kid, and he was doing it to numerous other kids, and. This yeah, this guy basically you know he went to the authorities first and they uh, you know confirmed that yeah this guy you know it seems like he's a he had a crazy amount of like yeah and then the 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 dad himself actually like tracked him down went went and like found like you know another account because as soon as and he actually found his phone number because he had his phone number because mm-hmm. his son had it and he actually called. And he has the same name as his son. He actually called the guy, mm-hmm. and the guy answered. And he's like, "I'm gonna find you. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is game over." <laughs> like, yeah. And then he actually uh, somehow after that, the guy deleted all those accounts. But he somehow the dad found like like the original account or something yeah. that he set up with a different name, and then f- found out somehow his his birthday. Yeah. Through he that. really did some good detective to, work. Yeah, like... He went to like, 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 <sighs> like the city hall or something because he found out the guy's actually in that same state, and was able to find the birth certificate with the same initial, <laughs> same birthday, and then found a number for his mother, that guy's mother. <laughs> <laughs> like, call up his like. Oh, you're giving the whole documentary away. Oh, in the, that way. Yeah, you gotta watch it. <laughs> anyway, they they got the guy. They arrested him. He's in jail. Um, and the worst part was he was a high school teacher, right? Was it high school? I think it was middle school. Middle school, middle school or and high school. he was school. lacrosse yeah. coach or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't know who. <laughs> right. Who Who is interacting with your child, like, mm-hmm. online or in person, I guess, in that case. Like, who knows right. what happened. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not that these, this is this is a new thing. It's just way easier now yeah. for them to get access to your children. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good to have safeguards, parameters, like different mm-hmm. use other technology that we have to kind of monitor. And they're, they're our kids. They're your kids. We, they should be monitored, right? Yeah. Like, 
there's no <laughs> way around it like I, like nowadays people are afraid to let their kids outside right they're like oh we can't let them out because yeah. it's dangerous out there but go yeah. ahead and be on the internet all you want and you think they're safe oh my gosh yeah you know but there needs to be parameters there too and we need to go outside with them ourselves too and mm -hmm. give them some fresh air but <laughs> yeah but you know set up these parameters and but don't rely on just those parameters with you know the the safeguarded technology that we have but like we were saying earlier be involved be there ask questions yeah do things have co-watch yeah it was like she has the kids youtube app on her ipad but it's still there's still bad language on that like i've still mm. find some things get through right so you can't like you said you can't rely on that right and some of these vlogs are just weird that she watches. What's going on? <laughs> then I get sucked into them. Like, what? What are we watching here? <laughs> yeah. We're just watching somebody like just have a life. <laughs> yeah. Or they do these like weird games. Like, or yeah. they like. What do you want me to put in the slime next? Do you want me to put glitter? Yeah, slime. Slime. Just spin a wheel. Like, oh, oh, you got. It's all the now challenges. You got the activator in the, the slime, slime like, challenge. Did we just watch them make slime for a half hour? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then I come home and uh, my shaving cream is gone because <laughs> she's making slime and I just bought that shaving cream. I just bought it. I know. She's like, Mom, do we have and I know I have a beard and it looks like I don't shave, but I have to shave certain areas of my face so <laughs> So you don't, don't look get, like Kirk Cameron in that over. in that video. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh and the other counselor that he, he was talking to that kirk was interviewing i forget his name but he has like that camp i guess for like recovery i don't know if it was it was it a drug addiction or addiction recovery camp oh, or yeah, something at the end kids that were abused maybe yeah but he, but he made a good point and he referenced uh proverbs 22 6 train up a child in the way he should go and even when he's old he will not depart from it and he was saying from a young age what we're doing as parents is we're teaching we're very we're, we're more hands-on, we're more like yes and no, like we're teaching. And then when they get a little bit older, we start training. So we use what we've been teaching them to train them, where we kind of let them go and make some mistakes on their own. Even though we've told them and warned them, we have to let them make these mistakes at times so they can learn from those mistakes and see that what we actually said was correct without us saying told you so kind of thing but yeah. just so that they know and they can start to trust us and trust the word because that's where we're getting our commands from and where we're learning how to live our lives from so i thought that was that was interesting to, that he put it that way is it, we're teaching till a certain age and then when they're starting to be in these teen years we then we start training and kind of letting them make decisions that really is the best decisions. way to learn <laughs> Right, because we're always worried about safeguarding them from mistakes, and they want, we want everything to run smoothly, and again for them to be happy. And but you know we've made a ton of mistakes, and right, you know that's that's the way we learned. You know, it's kind of like like the world too. Everyone says, why does all this bad stuff happen? Like, you know cancer and tornadoes and uh hurricanes and and people killing each other you know if you think about the flip side of that if everything was hunky-dory and happy all the time and rainbows and sunshine mm. like there'd be no need for god 
there'd be no right. need for you know everyone would be content mm. and and shallow <laughs> right. because no, we're, right. we're not ready for that because that's yeah it's going to happen yeah. there's going to be the perfect heavens and earth the way it was it was originally designed right but then the fall right. happened and then sin and so that's why there is cancer and, and corruption and hurricanes and, and death and murder and, and sin because our first father adam sinned and that went through and broke the world and now we are sinners by nature until we are born again but through our born againness is that a word sure. through our we rebirth spiritually now we are new creations to be bring about reconciliation to share the gospel and our first ministry as parents is to share the gospel with our children modeling that and when they make mistakes to show them grace because we've been shown grace by god and then through that, hopefully, when they are ready to start a family, they will do the same thing. And then they will have more Christian children, right? And then <laughs> they will have Christian children, yeah. and they will have Christian children. And then the the this the small seed will grow into that giant tree. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> the the other. The other obvious danger to all this technology is is porn addiction, you right. know, mm -hmm. and that that again, I was actually talking about this to one of my my girlfriends the other night. Um, how, you know, I really see it as almost like a gateway drug to other things. Like I think before in the past, I didn't think it was a big deal. Um, it was kind of like normal. <laughs> Now right. everybody, not everybody, like who knows really, but yeah, almost everyone I knew, you know, mm -hmm. watched it here and there. Um, right. But there was um, one of, one of the guys he interviewed in the documentary was saying how you know, I watched that first thing that he just came across. I think he walked in on someone watching, and um, you know, that was it. He it was like he needed more and more to be satisfied, you know? Mm. So it, it leads to so many other things. And, and the world knows that this is something that people want mm -hmm. and it also makes a lot of money. Right. So therefore leading to human trafficking, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, all these crazy bad things, um, destroying families, destroying lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really so now I feel like it really is a big deal. And even the woman in the documentary that talks about um, herself, you know, becoming part of the industry just because she saw one image that a family me member had shown shown her. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, you know, that's all it took. Mm -hmm. And not everyone's going to react exactly the same way. I mean, like me personally, I don't feel like, you know. Right. Um, but I, I think I just thought of it as, oh, guys think I'm cool if I'm okay with this, you know? Right. And even though I don't think I, I craved it, you know, but mm. I, it, it was just the norm. Mm -hmm. And that's so dangerous. And I really think it's getting worse and worse as far as what's acceptable. Like just walking through the supermarket, you pretty much can get an eyeful, right. you know, from the magazine racks. And, and now on social media, I've noticed also just the ads 
that are like for underwear. There's so many right. underwear ads mm -hmm. like popping up on Facebook. And I'm like, this is pretty much like mm -hmm. <laughs> not even borderline. It's definitely inappropriate what is shown in these ads, you know, let alone what's on TV. That's a whole different story. Right. But I mean, it's just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And guys are very visual, right? So it's, it's aimed at them. And if a young man at a young age finds this, I mean, it used to be you just like would stumble upon it at a friend's house or you're like at a sleepover and they have HBO and they're like, hey, yeah. watch it, you know. And so that was the, the chance you would take then. But now it's, it's accessible anywhere, any smartphone, anything. You can go on these websites. Uh, and like you said, it's even on Facebook. You click on the wrong thing and it's leading you down this whole Oh, dark and, and YouTube. dark hole <laughs> like and it and it definitely messes chemically with your brain so it's not just we're not just saying this yeah we're saying this because god says no this is wrong mm -hmm. but it's backed up by how he made us and what it does to our brains chemically it, it increases dopamine levels in your brain so and that's that's what starts to your addiction so it's like taking a drug mm -hmm. where it's going to chemically mess with your brain where you want it more and more and then for for guys, it starts to mess with you because then you you start like thinking of women differently, and then it's just it's just a bad thing to happen. And yeah. if you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, it's just not not a good thing. And then you think about you know the the people who are in these movies are being abused. That, I mean, yeah. you can say they made this choice to do it, but they should. But sometimes they didn't. Sometimes like... they didn't. Sometimes they are being forced to do it. Sometimes. They're addicted to other drugs and think this is the only way they can support right. what, you know, that addiction. It's like a last and, and, you know, resort. now, like, having a daughter, I think that's somebody's daughter. Like, you uh -huh. know, that's not how they're supposed to be. I, I know we're kind of going off topic here, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> sort of, but, you know. But that, yeah. But it's something to, to think about. Like, that that's somebody's child. Even the guys, that's somebody's son. Like, mm -hmm. that could be even somebody's mother that's you know there like that's not how god made us to be we're not supposed to no. see that we're not supposed to view that so right. uh, what we're saying is we need to monitor <laughs> at least that too in in our children's lives and we, we have to be involved too in who their friends are as well yeah and i can i can see now why some people may not let their child sleep over somebody else's house mm -hmm. like it was no big deal when i was a kid you know right we did it all the time, but like now, because you don't know what the. Well, I can say I've even visited neighbors' houses when I was younger mm -hmm. and have seen things. Yeah, so just during the day, during day, like not yeah. even, and I'm like, really, wow, like yeah. mm -hmm. one of my first experience experiences seeing that kind of material was when I was very young, and I was like, oh, and I I actually cried after I saw it because I was just so horrified. Wow, that. I had, that that actually happened stuff like that like I was, mm. I was quite a sheltered child so but still you know it was a good thing I was probably like <laughs> seven or eight you know like right but now kids are seeing it way right, right. younger than that mm -hmm. and they can't their brains can't process that mm -hmm. so yeah and it's you know I was saying I said good thing but it was a good thing you're sheltered like in a way like yeah. even though you're still exposed to it but like now we think like you know parents that are like trying to keep kids in a bubble it's a good thing sometimes <laughs> like, yeah it's because we care like, and it's so hard today like you really can't keep them today. in a bubble no. 
So as much as you try. Yeah. So it's about teaching them and then training them. So when if these things happen, having an open relationship to where they feel they can talk to you about it too. Yeah. To definitely. not like to to be delicate, and that's that's a hard thing. Like because you want to say no, stay away from this stuff, but you don't want it to be like if they do stumble upon it, like oh I can't tell my parents now because they'll be right. mad at me for mm-hmm. something that I just stumbled upon or something a friend showed me or they'll be mad at my friend or so it's, yeah. it's trying to navigate that like it's gonna it's hard man <laughs> it's, hard. Yeah. it's a lot of prayer a lot lots of <laughs> prayer <laughs> lots of prayer uh, uh cool any anything else uh yeah I mean and I think kids they crave attention mm know and a lot of this stems from that like social media kind of gives them that attention they they want from people you know they can paint themselves however they want to look on the internet and um you know it's Mm -hmm. it's replacing real friendships real real relationships real friendships and that could be on the negative side too because there was another uh, guy in the video who was being bullied basically on right. the internet because right. he, well, that's true. when he signed yeah. up for that, you know, at first he was like, Oh, now I can have friends. And then those friends were starting, even people he didn't know that were adding him were like making fun of him and, mm-hmm. and being a, like bullied towards him where to a point where he wanted to kill himself. Uh, but you know, by the grace of God, he didn't. And then he went to a rally or a, like, Maybe it was a youth event or something, yeah, and that's where he heard the gospel. Or yeah, yeah, and then he came to the Lord. Uh, but yeah, so the internet in that way also could be a place where bullying can happen, mm-hmm. and it's easier to make comments from a keyboard than it is face to face. Even though bullying does happen face to face, but it's easier to be negative and be, you know, a troll as the right, uh, right. the term is referred to on the internet. <laughs> than it is because you're going to say things that you're less likely to say face-to-face. So to guide children through that process, too, is, is good. Yeah, it's, it's just a tough world, you know? Yeah. You, all you can do is just do your best. Mm-hmm. And really, I would say, if you're concerned, and you should be, about all this, even if you don't have kids, you know, first, just... Check yourself, you know. Before you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> check it. And yeah, you will wreck yourself if yeah. you don't check yourself. Um, <laughs> um, you know, monitor your own. The time you spend on social media, you know. Change your own habits if you need to. Write down how much time you're actually spending on these things. You'd probably be surprised. Mm. Um so do that, and then if you have kids, set guidelines, set rules, set parameters. You know, we have a time limit for our daughter to be on whatever, to to watch videos or whatever. Um, but a lot of times I, I like to, um, it's like I said before, I work from home. I do sewing from home. So I'll say, why don't you come sit with me so we can co-watch, you know, so I know what she's watching. Because like we said, you know, YouTube, <laughs> mm. although I love YouTube, I'm always like, I'm always learning stuff from YouTube because that's 
the one of the best parts about it um people are just willing to teach you anything you want to learn um but on on the other hand some of the suggested videos after <laughs> after the one you actually wanted to watch can be uh mm. can be the wrong choices so yeah. anyway um so yeah monitor yourself and then monitor your children and just be open with them you know let them know that you're there for them to talk to uh, and if you don't if you feel like you don't have a relationship with your children you know start building one now no, no matter how old they are yeah it's not too late it's yeah like that guy said it's never too late you know yeah and just make sure you know if your authority is not god then what is it right <laughs> you know i see, the main authority i see in this world is well it's what everyone else is doing you know so you need to yeah i don't know if, if it, only christians are listening or non-believers but you know you have to have that authority of god and and the scripture because you're human you're you're a sinner just like all of us so you can't have your own standard that's mm -hmm. why god gave us the standard the more you know in his word you can't rely on yourself you can only rely on god amen amen <laughs> amen yeah because if, if you don't have that objective standard of god of who he is and what he has said and he and he's has made these parameters because they're good and holy and he is good and holy and just and they're good for us to follow like you know the ten commandments aren't these burdens they're they should be a joy for us but the reason they're a burden for us is because we're sinners and we're rebellious by nature and we want to say did god really say and try to bend the rule um but but we need that standard because if we don't have a standard for ourselves as parents then the children won't have a standard you know like what authority we need to stand on the authority so they can so we can have that support mm -hmm. uh or else we're just floating around like arbitrarily picking this is good this is bad you know it's going to be inconsistent and yeah we'll still be inconsistent in spots and we'll still mess up but we need that's that's we need the standard of god because he is holy and right and good and the only way you're going to follow that is if you're born again so if there are unbelievers listening out there Put your trust in Christ, in his finished work, in his life. He, he lived perfectly life, a perfect life, following the standards and commandments of God perfect, perfectly. He is sinless. But then he went to the cross and died a sinner's death, a death you and I deserve. We deserve to be on that cross. He took our place if you trust in him. And then he rose again after three days, and now he is the king. So we are to follow the king as Lord of our lives and do as he says knowing that his grace is still there and we're not going to do it perfectly, but we should strive mm -hmm. to do it perfectly, not for our own salvation, because he's, if we trust in Christ, then we are saved. But now, like I said earlier in the podcast, we are his ambassadors. We are to do the ministry of reconciliation. And then part of that is following him as an ambassador so we can represent the King. And what a privilege that is to represent the King. It's a, it's a tremendous uh responsibility 
but we don't do it alone. The king is walking with us. The king is pulling us through. The king is carrying us. So, so it's, I, I urge you out there, if you have not trusted in Christ and the king, do it today because you aren't guaranteed tomorrow. And we want to raise our children up and we, we want the world to change and, and it's going to change mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. I like yeah. it because <laughs> I'm like following it. the king. But, <laughs> but, but this, this, king, this kingdom is growing and mm-hmm. we urge you out there to become part of it and you need to be born again. You need to turn from your sin and trust in the king. And, and live in community. Don't, oh, yeah. don't shut yourself in. Mm-hmm. Don't get out there. Be with people. Yeah. And hold each other accountable. You know, everyone's afraid of hurting each other's feelings, but you know what? <laughs> it's time to just cut it out and just mm-hmm. say, you know. Yeah, speak it, to, speak in the loving, truth. Yeah, but speak the truth in love. Speak Be truth in love. Salt. But yeah. even, even when you do that, it hurts sometimes. But sometimes yeah. you gotta... And that's part of being a family, being, you know, being, a, you know, a family like regular family and then being part of the family of God. It's the same thing. It's going to hurt at times, but we need to be there for each other. And we tell each other the truth with love because we love. So cool. If you would like to follow us on iTunes, please do please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Also leave a nice review of five stars and if you have any questions, you can contact us uh, probably on the, the review part of the iTunes. Or you can email. Uh, we don't have an email. Do we have an email? <laughs> I don't think we have an email. You're just pulling out all kinds yeah. of different things yeah. today. Yeah, just say what the other podcasts say. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Facebook, what are we even doing here? The Twitter of the same name. <laughs> Uh, or you can find, you can find me on Facebook somewhere. Just search Daryl and I'll pop up somewhere. You have have to figure it out. I don't want any creeps add me on Facebook as we just (laughs) talked about that. (laughs) Creepy people. Uh, (laughs) Facebook stalkers. Uh, Uh, yeah. So just do that. Get on the uh, social media. We just told you not to get on and (laughs) contact us. Didn't say SoundCloud. don't get on it. We're on SoundCloud as well. The social media you're using correctly. Yeah, use it to the glory of God, <laughs> but don't abuse it to the glory of God. Yeah, use it to the glory of God. Right. Get in, share the gospel. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Go back in a little bit later. Check to see if anybody responded. <laughs> Invite them for coffee if it's, you know. Yeah. It's, if it's okay, invite them to your small group. Invite them to your small group. Invite <laughs> them to your church. Invite them to a Bible study. If Mormons contact you out of nowhere, invite them to hang out as well. Yes, <laughs> definitely. But just do everything to the glory of God. Amen. Would you like to wrap us up, Karen? All right. Well, I think we've said enough tonight. So, um, thank you for listening, and. We pray that you seek the kingdom of God and that you will continue to learn what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Robot. <laughs>
he was put upon by society. 